DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk Utah Jazz with Tim Lacombe coming up at 8.30. Today is December 17th. We are one week away. It's game week, PK, for the BYU Cougars. Okay, yeah, barely. I got you. Barely. But a week from tonight, <laughs> it's the Hawaii Bowl. University of Hawaii, Brigham Young University, Christmas Eve in the islands. Christmas Eve will find me <laughs> watching BYU play. Yes, it will. Mama Hatch is very unhappy about this. I'll story. be home for Christmas. Yeah. If only in your dreams. The following day, after watching the Cougars play. What the heck is her problem? She says it's screwing up our normal Christmas Eve festivities. Ah, forget that, man. Hatch, you need to assume control. Oh, no, I'm not talking about my wife. I'm talking about Mama Hatch. Your mom. My mother. Oh. Okay. What what would you do that you can't do? That's the thing. There's every argument she's thrown at us, my brothers included, we've all deflected. Mm. She's just in Christmas mode. She doesn't want football in her 36-hour Christmas window. That is so typical of Democrats. What? What? You told me she was a Democrat. (laughs) Oh, there you go. So t- Democrats, they got to have their way. They don't get their way. What do we do? Versus the Chinese invasion, then it's this, then it's that, and you have an impeachment. I mean, come on already. And now we can't watch BYU football. What's next? Well, we'll be watching Them it people are so- off their rocker. But I got great news for you. What do you got? USA Today poll. Impeached or not, Trump leads his Democratic rivals for another term. I thought it was going to be something about BYU football a week from tonight. This is BYU football. I mean, a lot of them are Republicans. Haven't you noticed? It's the same. It's one and the same, buddy boy. It's really not one and the same. It is two. It is not. And now we're going to do this for the rest of the segment, aren't we? It's two. And it's I'm going to be right. It's two. It's not. It's two. It's not. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. No, head well, in, you head can, into the wall. Whatever you're going to do Christmas Eve, what time's the game start? Six? Six o'clock. And so you, you get family together, and especially around here, you all get together every Sunday anyway. Fact. So it's not like you got anything new to say to each other. How do you say know to each this other? so well? Because I look out my window. <laughs> no, really. Why? I got no family who comes over on Sunday, and I've been here for, for 27 years. Come on water is, water yeah. is wet, Yacht. Yeah. We know what we know. So I look out the window, and I can see on the street the car. there's more cars on Sunday. Then there are the other days of the week. Ain't no cars in my house, but there's cars over there, and so I see it every week. Come on, you know, you get, oh yeah, you just have to have eyes and half eyes, and you see it. So you got nothing else to say that you haven't already said. You do the meal about three o'clock. You're done at four. You argue politics to about four forty-five. You do some dishes. Boom! Kick off at six. Argue sports no, for no, half no, hour until the game starts. No, no, you don't. You don't eat Christmas. That's that's Thanksgiving. That's you Thanksgiving. Don't, you don't eat Christmas Eve dinner at three. I was gonna say like three o'clock's real early. No. Well, we did. We did because we had all the family was in town, and so we had to do one side of the family on Christmas Eve and one side on Christmas Day. 
And I would think that there are plenty of Utahns who have the same issue. Big deal. What the hell does that have to do with 3 o'clock? That has nothing to do with 3 o'clock. You don't want to eat during the game. Why not? Because you want to watch the game during the game. That's the best time to eat. Yeah, that's... I tailgate with my wife at home. Set up a buffet spread. Right, exactly. Go, go grab whatever yes. you want. You are so Come freaking on. out of touch. No. Nope. Yes. Well, if you can, great. But Mama Hatch wants to set the table and have no. a Christmas No, actually, Mama Hatch no. doesn't want to set no. the table. No. Serious. I'm dead serious. You oh, don't know. Wow. It's casual. So you have a football game there, the and you watch it. It was well, not nothing casual. Was casual. Everything was freaking regimented in your household. I mean, we already know that. Well, that's Sponta- not true. Sponta- but- spontaneity with you? Yeah, right. Let's plan ahead. This <laughs> <laughs> so spontaneity is fine. Let's as long plan as we- this spontaneity. Kids are bad. Yeah. It's eight thirty, honey. You know what that means? Yeah, we got fifteen minutes. The spontaneity is great as long as we know in advance. Jeez. Just, let's just let's just do it and do it now. Not now. Are you kidding me? What would they think? No. You have the buffet. You sit around. You watch the ball game. It's going to be on either way. It is. Yeah. So, Mama Hatch, you're you're off base on this one. It's actually going to increase the opportunity for family togetherness, I'm not decrease. In the next ten seconds, because now you got something you that you can do that's going to bond you. You watch the football. This is the best timed. Who gives a crap? Bowl game of all the bowl games. This is actually the number one time. If I'm the Cougars, I'm loving it. I get to go to Hawaii, A, and B, there's nothing else on. And people are going to have it on, particularly on our side of the country. And so you you get you want that exposure. Now, don't go out there and suck because you're going to get some exposure. The game's going to be on because you're with family and, and half the time, you know, the, 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 the guy that your sister married, you don't like him anyway. Yuck, you like all your in-laws? My in-laws are great. Now, <laughs> I'm, and I'm being dead serious. Yeah, but about it's that. not really. I mean, you're. But yeah. you're the oldest, though. So I mean, you. It's a little different. Yeah, I get what you're you saying. got you got younger siblings. If you got older siblings, yeah, then you they married somebody or they're probably divorced and that you got hooked up issues, with that, yeah. and so you got all that crap going on there. Come on, call it like it is for once, people. Jeez. And so now you don't have to make stupid small talk. You can make small talk over the game. And it's going to bring you together. It's not going to separate you and cause more division. I'm it's actually going to be unification. I'm clipping the segment and sending it to Mama Hat. Well, it's the truth. You're dead on. I, I, Everybody I knows yeah. this. Anybody, get on the phone right now and argue with me. Come on. What you got? I'm ready for yous. Right now, what I just said was gospel truth. It's eternal. It was the truth yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Football brings us together. It doesn't separate us. And now you finally got something that you can talk about instead of making stupid, mindless chit-chat and hoping that the subject doesn't veer to politics if you have folks who have different points of view. That's all true right there. Everything I just said, 
Can I get an amen? I don't even need an amen because it's resoundingly truth. It doesn't need verification. It stands I was about to give merit. you an amen, but I don't want to get yelled if at If you want now. to, go ahead. I'm not no, yelling. I'm just speaking with passion. <laughs> okay, good. I make no apologies there for was, that. Before that rant, and that was one of your better ones. You haven't really had one like that in a while. That was, that was quality. There was something you were going to say about quarterbacks. What was them. it? Yes, I know you do. But before that, specifically about BYU. That Zach Wilson was going to start. I knew he was going to start. Of course he's going to start. Is what we were talking about Sunday night. All three guys have played during the year. All three guys have produced mm-hmm. during the year. But when everybody gets healthy, has anybody done anything that altered the depth chart? And the spot they were on back in August when they were lining up, getting ready for the opener. Uh, and, they, and the bottom line of that is... Not exclusively, no. There's some wiggle room there. What does that mean? All right, let's hear from A-Rod first. Um, I've already made it. What you tell us? Did Kalani say he didn't know? No. Okay, yeah, Zach's going to start the game, and Jaron's been taking reps as the number two guy, and, and uh, Baylor's taking reps as well. He's just a little behind physically. He's not all the way there. In fact, the San Diego State game, he we didn't say anything because we didn't want the other team to know because their pass rush was so good, but he was barely ready to play in that game physically. He... he he was uh, struggling health-wise, and so, but he's getting a lot better, and he's, he is cleared, and and uh, right now Zach and Jaron are taking most of the reps. That's 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 Aaron Roderick, and they made the decision to start Zach Wilson. I think it's absolutely the right decision to make. I will say you 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 can rephrase your question or phrase it again if you want, repeat it, and I can answer it. At what I was going to say. I thought all three guys produced at times during this season when they were called on. They, had, sure. they had health issues. They had to throw different guys in there. Mm-hmm. They didn't always win the games. It wasn't necessarily on the quarterback exclusively. Guys can always play better. I just thought those three guys represented themselves well. And did any of them do enough in the coach's mind to change the depth chart? Not literally, but there's movement within your position, and what I mean by that, because that didn't really sound like it had any clarity. Is that if you're number three, you're way closer to number two than originally expected, where before they thought there was a Grand Canyon between two and three. Now they think both these guys are And the same thing to two two. to one. See, the thing is that that, and that gets back to what we were talking about with USC in the last segment, that makes me, or in the last hour, that makes me wonder, will a guy transfer? Because... When you're okay. capable of playing, sure. and you know it, and the coach knows. I got it. Yeah, but then which but one? That has no bearing upon this a game. week from today. No, 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 no. But then afterwards, what happens? Because guys want to play, and most guys have played. And you're playing position where only one guy plays. Right, and you've shown yourself, your coaches, and other teams' coaches, yeah. this guy can do this. Yeah, I mean, it's not like tight end where you can get Andrew George and Pitta there, and they can both be happy, and you can get Johnny Harley right. and Dan Coates there, and they can both be happy, blah, 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 blah. So we've seen that. I and Tonga but, and uh, Murphy over at the U a few years back. But it, it still matters in the long run because whoever or whichever or how many guys transfer and then what kind of depth you have when the injuries, if well, Conover's coming in, hit. he's done off his mission, right? Uh, coming in for next season. So, I mean, if you're going to go, they're going to go. And th- there's nothing you can do about that. And then go, wish you luck. Uh, we understand you want to play. And, I mean, they've already had a slew of quarterbacks transfer anyway. So every program has that. So my point is that here, you go with Wilson, and but you're 
quicker to make a substitution. If things don't go well. Yeah, because Jaron Hall has shown this kid's got ability. I mean, this kid has got, an, actually, he's got incredible athletic ability. And if he doesn't play at BYU, I would love to see him go somewhere because I want to see what he can do because he's tantalizing. He is a big-time athlete, and I want to see what he can do, whether it's here or there. I don't care where it is. I want to see where him play. So let Wilson start. He's earned it. If there's some type of struggle, as there were and was against San Diego State, well, then I got Jaron Hall, who's ready to go. And then I'm quicker to make a move. It's not necessarily a reflection on, well, I don't think that Wilson's good. No, it's actually I think that I got a pretty good guy over here. Now, you don't want to willy-nilly guys and just bring him in and out because that's you can't you just can't do that no matter how good the backup is. You can't do that. But if it comes to a point, you got to make that call. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to hear what Wes has to say. Wes, what do you have to say? Well, uh, I just wanted to weigh in on watching football at Christmas Eve. Of course. My, uh, if we were going to my parents' place, we would be all over watching the game. Uh, every single one of us went to BYU, so we're uh-huh. diehard. But my wife's family, uh, only a handful of them have gone to BYU. The parents did not. And uh, my wife told me going in, when she found out the time of the game, you, that, she said, that is completely inappropriate. There's no way we're, we're watching the game on Christmas Eve. Whoa, whoa, back, uh, beep, 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 beep. Wes, back that the freak up. Wes, <laughs> what, what's her name? Uh, uh, her name's Kara. Karen, did you say? Karen? Kara. Kara. Okay, Kara. Well, you need to. And what? What what are they? What are they like? The arts in the theater? Is that it? I mean, what's their story? Actually, so I mean, about half of them love sports, um, and all of my brothers-in-law want to watch the game. (laughs) Well, then who's uh, running the show? Well, if you knew my mother-in-law, you would know. Uh, Okay. What about the (laughs) father-in-law? What's he doing? Letting the he mother-in-law run the show? So he said, here's what we'll do. We will we will record the game no. and watch it on Christmas Day. Oh, screw that. Wes, 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 Wes. <laughs> no, no, no. You can make an exception. The Cougars are playing. You and your brother-in-laws and Kara. And the, unless the, the only way you give in, Wes... Is if the in-laws, your your parents, the, her, your uh, Kara's parents, the only way, there's only one exception to you not watching the game, and that is that the parents are extremely rich and you stand to benefit greatly financially, so you suck up to the people who have the money. But if they're just like the rest of us and they are not going to leave you a whole lot, screw them. You're watching the football game, Wes. You'll regret it it'll cause tension in your marriage who knows what can happen you won't want to go over there anymore forget that wes watch the game I'm curious what DJ thinks from the Sigledorf side. You need to flip uh, which Wes, day you're Wes. celebrating with the in-laws and your family and watch no, the game. No, no, you don't need to do it. You need to show up, turn on a friggin' TV, sit down on a couch, and watch the game. That's what you need to do, Wes. 
when we reconvene on the 26th or whenever we're working, I want you to call in and I want you to say, I watched the game. You're a man, Wes. It's football. You're a Cougar fan. This is the last game of the season. Watch the game, Wes. All right, but I expect you guys to give us some family counseling afterwards. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Get her on the phone. Get the in-laws on the phone. I'll talk. How old are you, Wes? I'm uh, 37. 37. So what are your in-laws, in their 60s? Uh, About there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're basically, we're approaching the same age here. I can I can rap with them, and after I get done with them, they will say, I'm sorry, PK, we were wrong. And we understand it now. Thank you. Come on, Wes. Wes, Wes uh, if you draw this hard line at PK's suggestion, you're going to have issues. You nope. just got to decide oh. if it's worth it. Of course it's worth it. <laughs> if this isn't worth it, what the freak is worth it? Uh, BYU in the uh, New Year's Six Bowl game. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, see, I thought yeah, you'd think so, Wes. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are great. Thanks for putting up with my call. All right, Wes. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. There's Wes. Well, it's going to have to, you know, look deep into his own soul and no, decide you don't. what he wants to do. <laughs> There's no decision to be made. You made that decision. No, the, the, you people like to make the decision at 17, and then you don't have to make it the rest of your lives. Well, you made it at 17. When BYU football plays, you're watching. Simple as that. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf, West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Visit them today. Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz game analyst. Talk with him about what the Jazz can do to improve. That is next. Stay with us. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. They've got huge auctions in Meridian. Right on the edge of Boise, they do some really big auctions. Not the storage auctions, but, oh. but sightseeing Oh, auctions. yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you go to one of those storage unit places up in Idaho, and it's just like, oh, yeah, you don't want that. All right, this meth lab goes for $100. I don't understand all these bottles of iodine. Wow. Yeah. You're going deep. I had a girlfriend that was arrested and put in prison for a long time. Um, so. Wait a minute. No, you Wait know that. <laughs> I know, know it. Uh, my first kiss went to prison for 30-some-odd years for it's true. a very large meth lab. Yeah, that's kind of a rough first kiss. This kiss, this kiss, unstoppable. This kiss, this kiss. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's time to talk basketball with Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz game analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Sprint Special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease. Now through December 26th, visit the Sprint store nearest you. Tim, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Tim? I'm cold. <laughs> As ice. <laughs> I'm cold as ice, but willing to sacrifice a few minutes to speak with you guys. Excellent. Ice. Ice, ice, baby. Vanilla. So the Utah Jazz have won a couple games, but they haven't looked particularly good doing it. Is there value in that? Straightening things out, just getting a little positivity in the room because winning, as always, is better than losing. And they, they got a month here where they got some winnable games. Do you sense a little bit of an upward trend, or will it be a little bit of fool's gold here? What are you thinking? No, I think we're, we're, on an up, we're going on an upward trend here. Um, I think the next 20 games, 
the Jazz get really healthy. And, you know, both in the locker room, I think their chemistry has been decent. Uh, but I really like the shake or the, the makeup of the next 20 games in terms of strength of schedule, um, you know, no back, no back-to-backs, uh, and the fact that, you know, 15 of those 20 teams are going to play or under 500. So, you know, they, they played – like you know, like last year we talked about it. The early season was was tough, and schedule was tough. You had that uh, you know a little tougher schedule to a lot of new faces and um, guys trying to get acclimated to new rules, even guys that have come back. Um, and you know you get a little bit of a mixed bag, but really like this team. I really like the makeup of it, and and love the way it's coached. And so uh, excited to make, see him make a run. So, for the sake of argument, let's say that Conley has been in a shooting slump and he hasn't found his consistent stroke that we all know he's capable of. And we all think, at least I do, I know DJ does, and you're probably thinking too, that yeah, he's a proven commodity, so he's going to come around here probably sooner than later, I would think. But in the meantime, when you were coaching and you had somebody who was in a little bit of a slump, what can the coaching staff do to help him get out of it? I think extra time, um, you know, before and after practice, which I'm sure is already, as a pro, you're already doing, but just especially during times where guys are, are struggling, spend some extra time with them on and off the court. Um, really have the idea of, of infusing a ton of confidence from from where you all sit to the, to the player. And then, um, and then I think that really just encouragement uh, during practice, maybe some extra film stuff to show maybe some things that they're not quite seeing. Um, but just time, you know, it's, it's, you can spend more time with them and show them you care because you really do uh, and really work on their confidence because that's really what this, to me, this is something where the data points or the history of what, um, what Mike's done in his career you know, is all out there to be seen and then kind of how he started the season. Um, but then you take into effect that there's a major transition, you know, and that makes sense why the numbers would be the way they are and and just work with him to try to get him feeling good so that uh, he can get those numbers back to what he's normally used to. Do you think a guy would it would all click into place at once or would you think that different parts of the game would click in and you kind of put it together like a puzzle, one piece at a time. And I ask that because, you know, the storyline is out there. Well, Conley's having problems adjusting. But if you look, you know, especially when it comes to the shooting, which is what he was really supposed to add, one more guy who can shoot, you know, his three-point shooting number, while tragically low to begin the season, is back on his career average now. His free throw mm-hmm. percentage is off a little bit. The overall shooting percentage is still about seven points below his career average. Attribute that partly to... Uh, the numbers that were really bad the first month of the season, and partly too, I don't think he's you know all the way back you know with the little floater that he always shot regularly. But do you see one part of the game after another adding up, or is that a little fool's gold? Not enough big big enough sample size, and you're still worried about it. No, I mean I think it's you know I think the game itself and kind of the process of the game was a lot of. There's a lot of carryover to life, and very rarely do you know you're going through tough times. Very rarely does one you know all of a sudden things just fall in place, and you're like, oh, that's what I need to do. You know, I mean, once in a while, something will happen and kind of trigger you, and then 
kind of gets you back on the right track. I think that's what, how, how it works in sports, too. I think you see a little bit of success, and you mentioned that earlier. I think that's the key phrase. You see a little bit of success, and you get you know a little juice out of that, and then it pushes you a little bit further, and you get, you get a little bit more success, and then everything kind of falls into place. I think it's a process for sure. One of the things to me, in my untrained eye, is I seem to think that, or I've noticed that, I believe that Ingles is playing better as a starter. And so I think that his production isn't near as good when he's on coming off the bench for a multitude of reasons. With that in mind, would you consider keeping him in the starting lineup? Well, I want to first start with your untrained eye. I would beg to differ. I think your eye is very trained. Thank you. Um, I don't like when you sell yourself short, and I'd appreciate it if you'd stop that. Okay. Um, the, uh, I, like I just got ordered. That was good, Tim. I, I absolutely agree with you, PK. I struggled. Um, you know, I, I tried to wrap my arms around what they were doing, and I kind of saw, hey, they need some points off the bench. I mean, that obviously became very, very obvious early in the season. But Joe just looked uncomfortable in that role to me, and he's such a good guy that he thought, you know, obviously accepted and wanted to do whatever he could for the team. But I have seen that different Joe uh, now that he's been starting these games. Um, and I wonder if you do put him in the starting lineup, if what you're trying to get out of Royce, uh, you maybe you get a little bit more out of Royce. Maybe it's done some things conversely, because Royce just doesn't get enough shots, in my opinion. I mean, Royce is not a guy you want to run plays for, but he's a 3 and D guy. And his whole purpose on the floor, um, you know, offensively, or not his whole purpose, but a big strength of his on the floor is when that ball gets in the quote-unquote blender and he's the recipient of an extra pass and making a three. And there'll be, there'll be games where he only gets two shots, you know. So I think that speaks to maybe maybe Royce could be the blender meter. Um, how many shots does Royce get, and then I'll tell you how good the ball's moving. But I think it actually, I agree with that take, PK, and I think that it may help both guys to flip-flop roles. I have no idea what the coaching staff's thinking, whether they do that or not, but that's certainly something that I see. I think with Joe, I know with some guys it matters, it literally matters if they start the game when they've warmed up and they've been shooting or whether they sit for 10 minutes and they come in and they're playing against backups. I think with Joe, what it comes down to is he's so good at pit, running the pick and roll and Rudy's just way better at running the pick and roll. and needs to be out there with a the big man where running the pick and roll is really his game. Yeah. I, I, um, and how many, how many opportunities in that second unit to still really have a chance to do that too? Um, so yeah, I think the, I think that's definitely something that I love the way he runs pick and roll. I, I laughed at Donovan, you know, kind of capped on him last week that said he, you know, he's so slow coming off the pick and roll, but that's just because he's so slow. Period. Um, but he does. He has a great pace coming off the pick and roll, and he reads everything. And um, you know, his floater ends up being two feet from the hoop because he gets so deep. Everybody's trying to decide what he's going to do with it. So um, I agree. I, I do like Joe, and I think that's another piece of this. I like him in pick and roll as well. Yeah, and also, too, I really think he helps the other guys because, you know, he doesn't beat you with his blazing quickness. All I think is uh, athletic ability is underrated. But he gets guys other shots. He gets guys shots, man. 
and it yep, allows it them to get in rhythm and 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 just to know that Joe can do some stuff. I I think it helps Mitchell, and I think it, it helps Bogdanovich a lot. Yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely something to, to look at, and I think you make that point. You know, with the new guys and new acquisitions, they're trying to be what and I and I don't single these guys out because they're the worst offenders, but I I point them out because like Conley and Moutier are two guys that you know have the ball in their hands and. Um, you know, and it's just coming from different organizations. What that means is different than what it means with the Jazz organization. Now, a lot of places in the NBA, you got the ball in your hands. It's take them time. Whereas it, 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 with the Jazz, you know, everything is calculated to the team, and it's all a matter of getting some kind of advantage, beating your guy. And then you got to read the situation. Beating your guy doesn't mean go lay it up or go take a floater. It means, hey, we've just started this process now, and now I'm responsible to make the right play. And so those are things the guys will all figure out. And th- and that's why we see Joe, particularly Donovan, those guys who have been in the system some, and they get into those ball screen situations, and you, you see a lot of good results. So it looks like they've basically got six guys that they really count on, and when they go past that, whether they get production out of a seventh or eighth guy, just depends on the night. In Minnesota, the answer was yes, but the answer hasn't been yes often enough. Uh, against the Warriors, the answer was no. The, the, the whole bench, I thought, really had a rough night there. So do you think that that second group could benefit from playing differently, that maybe these guys don't have the skill set to play with the blender and the multiple passes and it leads to turnovers and would they be better off just making it more traditional you get the ball in your hands you go you take your guy one-on-one and you play off of that trying to get the other team into a scramble or is it not a good idea to have the team playing two really different ways like that that's just going to confuse guys more and that uh stick with what they're doing and try to make incremental progress i would stick with what you're doing and try to try to make incremental progress because they i do think um, as you as you start to see some success, when I mentioned the schedule is a little bit more favorable, so you're going to see a little more success. Um, you know, as the bench uh, has nights, you know, where they have had nights this year um, where they've actually contributed to a win, and everybody's been you know plus and the plus minus. I mean, I think if if you can get just a few small wins out of the process, and there's a whole lot of you know, you don't want to sacrifice winning the game for wins, you know, incremental wins within the the organization, but because that's the end goal, you want to win all those games. But you can get some small wins with each guy through this process, and I think the schedule sets up nicely for that. Um, you know, then the Jazz should be hopefully firing on all cylinders here, you know, probably around the All-Star break. Cougars and NCAA tournament team? I'd have to say so right now, for sure. Um you know the number. I guess the net number came out. I mean, we, we, we the net number started a year ago. Um, I think they were. If I if I read it right, I think they're 50 points higher than what we were last year. Um, it's just it's remarkable, really, to me the the way they they've come together and the way they're playing. Um, that Saturday game was a great game between two really really good college basketball teams. Um, and it was really fun to watch and. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's still a lot of work to do, and you know, I, I have lived the WCC and understand that there's 
you know, there's there's a big team out in front of you that has been, you know, primarily the team you got to beat every year. There's another really good team that stands in the way in St. Mary's, but it's all those potholes, you know, and you know it, what what is going to happen on a on a February weekend in say Malibu or or San Francisco. I mean, those games are all really all real games, you know. Pepperdine took Arizona to the to the buzzer in the desert. Um, I think, uh, you know, LMU has had some good wins. Everybody's got talent, so it's just a matter of being able to stay focused like they're doing right now and, and winning games. But, you know, if I'm voting right now, I would say of all the game teams I've watched, I think they're, I think they're deserving of, of being in the, in the tournament for sure. I think the major improvement is what we've seen from them defensively. I think that equips them better for those road games in conference that trip them up because I thought a lot of the teams you were there with were having to outscore those teams on the road. And you can do that sometimes, but it's hard to do that every time, as you guys found yeah, out. Yeah, and, and as and as 12-year defensive coordinator, that's really tough to, to you know to hear. But um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are garden. I thought you guys would laugh at that. Were you going to laugh? I felt a little bad, but I, did. I, was, I, was, I was just giggling inside. My, voice, my mouth was away from the mic. I did laugh. We're like, oh, no. Oh, uh, no, they're guarding, man, and uh, and they're taking real pride in it. You know, the thing I'm really impressed with, too, being undersized is the way they're rebounding the ball. And that team was a lot bigger than them on Saturday. And, man, they rebounded the ball. So, yeah, if you can get stops and rebound, and that travels, and that's something you take with you all the time. But I think they're potent offensively. I don't, I don't see them having – I think they got enough pieces, enough weapons that I don't see them really having a crazy, crazy off night from on the offensive end. So, again, if that defensive mindset and the rebounding can travel, um, you know, Majerus used to say that uh, that you know everyone's talking about offense, offense, but this is all about rebounding and defense. Okay, you know, I mean, championships are won on the defensive end. So, um, something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what he would say. I mean, there's no question about that's what he would say. And they'd say, "Who's that? Little guy? Who, who's the reporter with the notebook over there in the glasses? Looks like Rick Marinas." Uh, that's PK. Okay. You know that's why I love the game of Tony Kukoc because it was well rounded. Yeah, you know Kukoc. <laughs> that was always the best when you'd go in there with Fox and talking sports. Oh, and Dave loved it, too. Analyst. Dave, huh? Dave will bring it up even to this day. <laughs> and, and he would try, I mean, it was like there was a contest to see how many times he could say Oh, absolutely, talk. yeah. In a six-minute segment. Yes, absolutely, 100%. You know, skip to Kukak, Kukak shoots shot fakes, and then Kukak drives it. <laughs> he gives it up to, and then gets it back, and like you don't mention Jordan, who gave the ball up to <laughs> But you you just have to say Kukok as many times as possible. Oh, and, and what's crazy, guys, is it was it was a thing for him. Like every scattering report, he would he just blister the guys' names on purpose. It was it was hilarious. Well, as long as you re- wreaked havoc, you were good to go. He called uh, he called uh, Ruggio Hafa. He said, you know, this big blankety blank Santiago, he's coming <laughs> <laughs> Santiago. <laughs> oh, you would just do it on purpose, man. It was great. Those were the days. Well, Tim, as always. Now you, now you know why I got a screw loose. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I lived through it. We appreciate it, Tim. 
We'll talk to you again. All right. Okay, thank you, guys. All right, there is Tim Lacombe on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tomorrow is National Recruiting Day, the first of the two big signing dates, and according to Kyle Whittingham, 90% of the guys will be signing tomorrow. The February date is definitely secondary. We'll talk with Brandon Huffman from 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Editor. We will talk with him coming up at 9.30, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to the Utah Jazz and Portland Trailblazers. December 26th, purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, ice cream, and soda. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 for free Ford swag, jazz tickets, movie passes, and much, much more. All right, we just had Tim Lacombe on talking all things Utah Jazz. Brandon Huffman, 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Editor, is coming up at 9.30. It is countdown to the bowl games, slowly but surely. For the Aggies, it's almost here, PK. Kicking it off Friday. For the Cougars, it's a week from today. Which means the Utes are two weeks out. You got your calendar down. So, for the Utah, for the Utah, for the BYU Cougars, if they lose this game and it's 7-6, and six, you don't care about bowl games. Do you care that they're seven and six again, like they were last year? They won the bowl game last year to get to seven and six. Do you think the fan base cares? I mean, sure. we just had BYU fan on earlier who's not even going to be watching the game because it falls on Christmas Eve. How much stock are people putting into this? Oh, you mean you play to win the game? I agree with that. So, but we got people like you who don't really consider it when evaluating the season. Well, if your star running back and star receiver aren't going to play because they're going the to go into the draft. Evaluating it, so. And that's that's Arizona State who <laughs> yeah. will be missing their right. if missing they Ayuk it, great. and Benjamin. But if they don't, well, I know why. But BYU's not in that situation. They're not losing their star running back and star wide receiver to the draft. So if you want to put more emphasis on it, go ahead. I look at the 12 games myself. And that then they're up a game seven and five to six and six. That's your representation of the season. If you want to include the bowl game and put a lot of emphasis on it, that's your call. I'm not going to convince. I learned a long time ago. I ain't going to convince people either way. So why bother? Can't convince people of anything. I'm just going to say what I feel. Uh, I think that uh, for the Cougars, this game takes a little more importance because of the San Diego State game was so disappointing, and the three prior games you won, but whoop you freaking do. Show some consistency. You have not shown any consistency. Boise's running around all mad that they are not in the Cotton Bowl because they're 12-1 and and they think Vegas Bowl is way beneath them and blah, 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 blah. Well, you're the reason why they're in the Vegas Bowl. <laughs> you put the 1-12-1, and 12 and one, baby. And you did it with a third-team quarterback. I mean, what were the odds of that? I mean, you would have to look on the surface thinking, man, that's just impossible to expect that to happen. But nevertheless, it did. And Boise turned out to be one of their really good teams. And you beat them. And so we already know about the highs. It, it is 
a season unlike any that they've ever had. And certainly in recent times, with the highs of the high and the lows of the low. And there's just extreme all over that schedule. It's crazy. And then you had bitter disappointment against the Aztecs. And it took away from those three wins. They're they're fortunate in a sense that they have three really good wins. Tennessee, USC, Boise State. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously. And if they wouldn't have had those three wins and then they would have had the other wins, say you beat South Florida, you beat Toledo, and you got the three cupcakes and you beat uh, San Jose State. So it's more Utah where you beat the – where you draw the line – Utah beat the the bottom 11 teams and lost to the top two. If BYU had beaten the top seven and lost to what we perceive as the five best teams. Yeah, then we would think, oh, yeah, they're just sort of average. But when you're beating, obviously, SC and Boise, the, those two wins have got to rank among the best pair of wins in a regular season that you've had since whenever. So that salvages the season because you got these big wins or it wrecks the season because if you're good enough to get those big wins, you should have beaten the other teams that are mediocre to poor. I think it, in my mind it salvages it and you get a, you don't get a pass for it, but it, it adds to the madness of it, but it increases the importance on beating... Hawaii in a bowl game. Now it's in a way. It's basically it is a literally it is a away game. game. Yeah. So for these guys, given the fact that they didn't play well last, <laughs> well last game, not last week, but last game, you've got to you got to get something going here and build some momentum because you lost it in the San Diego State game. I don't think you lost it completely, but you lost a lot of it because no one's going to give you any credit for beating Idaho State and, and UMass and Liberty. What was the other one? Eh, whoop-de-doo. You're supposed to. You're 3-0. and Every time you play them, you're 3-0. and And you've gotten past that in 4-9 season where you lost to UMass, so that's not happening again. So I think it's important for these guys. You know, it, it, it's individual for each team. Like the Sun Devils, without their two best offensive players if they win great but if they don't win well it wasn't the same team that you had you know what I mean and so it's sort of all right if you win great but if you lose uh, all right this Hawaii team did not uh did not have nearly the ups and downs that the BYU had well, very few teams They're, would right their best win uh, am I missing somebody? San Diego State, I think, is their best win. Well, Oregon, Oregon State Oregon ended State up with a five-win team. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona sucked. I'm just saying the Power Five label. And then their their losses. Well, they lost to Boise State twice in Air Force. So that's three. The, the Fresno loss was a bad loss. Fresno was four and eight, so that one sucked. That would be their their worst loss. They lost to Washington, just like BYU. So kind of a push. Is there. it worse to lose to Toledo? Or lose the Beehive Classic. Ponder that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.